Welcome back, everyone. I'm Roderick, and this is Rants About News Daily for Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. Looks like the shutdown was averted. Even with a lack of funds allocated for the defense of Ukraine, Mike Johnson's proposal to keep the government from a shutdown was approved. The Washington Post reports House lawmakers approved the Republican plan Tuesday that would continue funding federal agencies until early next year, a critical step in adverting a partial government shutdown, with House Speaker Mike Johnson relying heavily on Democratic votes to get this bill across the finish line. The 336-95 vote exceeded the two-thirds threshold required under a special procedure employed by Johnson to sidestep internal GOP disagreements a measure no doubt put in place to keep him in the speaker's seat. The measure still requires approval from the Democratic-controlled Senate, where the leaders of both parties have signaled support. Despite the House passing a stopgap funding bill, representatives are starting to get a little squirrely. In moves that can only be described as European Parliament-ish, where sometimes they settle the differences with actual 1v1s, while having an interview taped, Representative Tim Burchett of Tennessee was allegedly shoved in the back by none other than, you guessed it, Tim McCarthy. The shove reportedly forced Burchett forward enough that the reporter noticed his displacement. Tim then chased Kevin to confront him over the shove, which the reporter also recorded, and it's hilarious. If you don't remember, Kevin McCarthy was ousted as Speaker of the House in part due to Tim Burchett's vote against him. Burchett says he was punched in the kidney in the ordeal while McCarthy denies the allegation altogether. And that wasn't even the wildest part of the day. Across Capitol Hill in the world's so-called greatest deliberative body, Oklahoma Republican Senator Mark Wayne Mullen was warming up for his own fight. He told Senator O'Brien, General President of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, to stand your butt up and challenged him to a fight. Mullen was angry at past tweets, which O'Brien apparently called him a clown. You want to do it now? Mullen said, to which O'Brien replied from his witness table, I love to do it now. A flabbergasted, and I'd imagine very cozy, Bernie Sanders took his mitts off, waved his arms, banged his gavel, and complained, I'm supposed to be overseeing a hearing, not a cage match. I made up the part about the mitts, but you tell him, Bernie. Fuel allowed into Gaza despite concerns about Hamas. Weapon stashes, hostage rooms, and firefights. These aren't things you'd associate with a hospital, but that's exactly the case in Gaza today. Despite the dangers, there are still civilians in these hospitals who need electricity and fuel for the electrical generators and it's making its way into Gaza. Reuters reports that the first trucks carrying fuel into Gaza since the start of Israel's war with Hamas crossed from Egypt on Wednesday to deliver diesel to the United Nations. The delivery was made possible by Israel giving its approval for 24,000 liters, 6,340 gallons if you're American, of diesel fuel to be allowed into Gaza for UN aid distribution trucks, though not for use in hospitals according to humanitarian sources. The initial delivery of 24,000 liters of fuel was intended to be split over two days, with 12,000 liters allocated for each day, an international source of knowledge of the operation said. Though helpful, it will do little to alleviate shortages that have hampered relief efforts. This is only 9% of what we need daily to sustain life-saving activities, Tom White, director of UN Relief Agency, UNRWA in Gaza, posted on social media platform X, or Twitter. He confirmed that just over 23,000 liters, or half a tanker, had been received. Our entire operation is on the verge of collapse, said UNRWA director Philip Lazzarini. It is appalling that fuel continues to be used as a weapon of war. Bus drivers for the D.C. March walk-off. Yesterday, I reported on a march being held in Washington, D.C. The march was organized by a group of pro-Israel protesters who were coming from all over the country by bus. 
However, some of the drivers organized a mass sick-out day that ultimately prevented Jewish rallyers from attending the much-anticipated march. A spokesperson told the Post, We have learned from the bus company that this was caused by a deliberate and malicious walk-off of drivers. Passengers were stuck on the tarmac for hours because in private planes, passengers can't leave the tarmac without transportation to the airport. Thus, they had to return to the plane where they were given updates on the rally from the pilot over the craft intercom. The incident was a rare blemish on the otherwise successful day for the march and its attendees. Organizers estimate 290,000 people turned out, making the march one of the biggest Jewish gatherings in U.S. history. And in a total meta moment, the speakers of the rally referred to the situation at the airport as it was happening in real time. This year's climate change report is out. CNN reports the fifth national climate assessment, a congressionally mandated report due roughly every five years, warned that even though planet warming pollution in the U.S. is slowly decreasing, it is not happening fast enough to meet the nation's target, nor is it in line with the U.N. sanctioned goal to limit global warming by 1.5 degrees Celsius, a threshold beyond which scientists warn life on Earth will struggle to cope. This year's assessment reflects the reality that Americans can increasingly see and feel climate impacts in their own communities, said, said Catherine Hayhoe, a distinguished climate scientist at Texas Tech University and contributor to the report. Climate change is affecting every aspect of our lives, Hayhoe told CNN. President Joe Biden will deliver remarks on Tuesday and is expected to unveil more than $6 billion in funding to strengthen climate resilience by bolstering America's electric grid, investing in water infrastructure upgrades, reducing flood risks to communities, a big risk noted in the report, and advance environmental justice for all, an administration official said. That's going to be the show for today, everyone. I hope you got some value for your time today and that you join me again here tomorrow for more stories. Until then, take care.